We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson, and I am here tonight uh, with UConn, I'll say super fan, uh, Justin, who who has just been around the f- huge football fan, obviously huge UConn supporter as well. It's It's glad to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, uh, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right. So uh, I started going to UConn football games uh, with my father when they played Memorial Stadium. Um, I was young. I don't really remember, you know, too much about that. But in uh, 2003, um, August 30th, 2003, uh, when the rent opened, uh, UConn was playing Indiana and I actually went to that game with my father. Um, he started, you know, bringing me to the games and everything. And that's where the passion actually started. Uh, every from from that win when we won uh, Indiana that uh, that day, I was just I, I just fell in love with football, uh, especially UConn football. Um, you know, seeing them throughout the years, seeing them grow. Uh, Danny Orlovsky, one of the best uh, quarterbacks for UConn. Uh, led us to bowl games. Um, watching the bowl games was unreal. I mean, I would always go into school and say, you know, hey, you know, UConn's the best. You know, this is my team. And and it was just so great. Um, I'm 31 years old. I'm from uh, Connecticut. Um, I I just, you know, I, I fell in love with uh, UConn sports. I mean, I, I used to watch UConn basketball way back when, when, you know, they were – they were just starting to get better and great, and and all of a sudden they're great now. Um, and the UConn women, um, the football side too. Uh, you know, when I I started really wanting to get into uh, UConn football and talking with all the fans, I started um, uh, going on the Boneyard. I uh, signed up and I started talking with them, and then all of a sudden I saw Twitter exploding. Uh, back in 2009, I started uh, Twitter, and then all of a sudden, I saw all these recruits, you know, uh, engaging with the fans and, you know, saying, "Hey, who, you know, rile me up?" And um, uh, even, even I, I even like to rile up the fans and and just make it a positive thing for fans. Um, and it's it's just been great. I mean, these years, I've got a lot more followers. Um, I've gotten, you know really more into like knowing the recruits who's coming in and uh yeah that's that's basically my uh story on how this all started that's awesome and and i i have to piggyback off of your dan orlowski comments because i i am a diehard detroit lions fan so he is he's near and dear to my heart because of his the the ongoing support that he always has for the lions uh i grew up in flint michigan i live in illinois now but I so I, my Yukon fandom 
started with basketball with Rip Hamilton and him being on the Detroit Pistons as well and all and all this and that that came with that but just just the the parallels and connections with all that is just really cool yeah most definitely and uh you know seeing all these seeing all these UConn players going you know going into the NBA going to the WNBA mm-hmm. going to the NFL it's just outstanding um you know, a little it, UConn started out as a little agricultural school, and all of a sudden now it's exploding into a city. I mean, it's it's awesome to see it. And, and I, I'm actually planning on visit, coming out for a game this year, and, and I cannot wait. They they also they, uh, there's also two other games that are closer to me. They play at Michigan and at Ball State, and I plan on going to both of those as well. But I cannot wait to come out to, to the University of Connecticut and witness and be a part of a game at the rent and just be around all the, all the Husky fans. I just think it's going to be amazing. Oh, most definitely. And, and honestly, if you have the time to go up to the uh, facilities up in Yukon, they're fantastic. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're, ab- they're absolutely amazing. I know that. And, and that's a lot of, a lot of people think that, that just from recent history, that Yukon is just like this downtrodden program that just, just, doesn't have much much of anything but it, it they don't understand the history of the program and like you just said the facilities are top notch they're basically NFL facilities oh most definitely and and going back to like you were saying in the early early to mid 2000s i mean those Yukon teams were absolutely fantastic they played in a Fiesta Bowl and they beat Notre Dame and like just some really really good teams oh yeah yeah, those guys were, uh, they were, they're actually really unreal. And just, uh, you know, hopefully see those type of players come back to UConn again, you know, with that um, talent would be just amazing. Absolutely. And I know you were at the, you were at the spring, spring game this Friday and I, I, I heard, or I, I saw some people on Twitter posting about a handful of guys from those past teams being there. Yes. Yes. Um, Andre Dixon was there. Um, actually, Luol uh, Ugwak was there from uh, last year's team. Now he's on TCU. Um, there was uh, Peter Rooney. There was um, uh, Hergie Mayala. Um, <laughs> there's a few more, too. Uh, even Dylan Harris was there also. Um, there, was quite, there, there was quite a few. I couldn't, I, that's the ones I could see from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. No, and, and that's amazing just because just – where the program has been the past few years and just the resurgence that has already happened just just over a quick couple months is just amazing. Almost definitely. And and what was nice about it, too, is having it on campus, it almost, uh, you know, I, I think that's why the alumni came out to see the game, too, because mm-hmm. when they saw the Burton facility and, you know, saw all the new, um, you know, the uh, – baseball field the soccer fields and all those facilities too i mean it's unreal and uh it's it's kind of like nostalgia for them too and just to see them uh just to see them support the new coaching staff is is just amazing um you in in years past you wouldn't really see too many i mean a few of them would show up to the games at the rent but the other night was just unreal seeing them all they're all grouped together talking joking around having fun that's awesome. And like you said, having it on campus is, is obviously not something that they, that, that usually happens. So, I mean, for, for the, 
for fans in the crowd, I mean, how how awesome was that, and how engaged were the fans in the whole in the whole thing? Oh, it, it it was really cool to have it on campus. It it's funny because you know the Boneyard and and the UConn fans on Twitter said, you know, Jim Mora, it'd be really awesome if you know you could you could definitely get this spring ball on uh, on campus, you know, for the for the showcase and. And it was just a few tweets. It was the Boneyard talking it out, and all of a sudden, you know, Coach Morris and and company were like, "Yes, we're going to have the showcase at Maroney Stadium on the soccer field." And actually, somebody on Twitter, as I recall, um, they actually said it would be pretty pretty cool to have it on the soccer field. And uh, it was it was it's it's crazy how the coaches are engaging themselves in social media and and almost winning over the fans hearts i mean it's it, it's unreal absolutely and this is kind of a side note with, with you talking about that i mean just with me myself in this podcast on social media on twitter i've i've been able to have multiple conversations with coaches on my show just because of twitter i mean it's it's just an absolutely amazing thing so for you to say that with fans engaging with the coaches and getting them to to have the game on campus is just a beautiful thing yeah, it's, it's great. Well, I, I have to ask you about the Jim Mora hire. I mean, for me, when it happened, I was surprised just because it wasn't a name that a lot of people were bringing up. Uh, but I, I think we can all agree that uh, it, it's the the best hire, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other night, I mean, we I was, stand, I was sitting next to other fans, too, and uh, we're just saying, oh my goodness, we can't, I, we can't believe this guy. You know, he just came out of out of nowhere, out of you know left field, and, and called you know the athletic director, and um, uh, you know he was saying, hey, you know I really do want to coach uh, UConn football. And <laughs> when I heard the hire, I'm like, oh my goodness, because we're looking at you know some younger coaches right. like Robert, Ch- you know Ch- uh, Chesney and stuff. But uh, it's just. Uh, it, it's it's like a home run hire right now. Um, seeing seeing the coaching staff, seeing them bring you know recruits for their visits to different like the basketball game and other other team you know team sports too in UConn, and seeing you know Jim Moore at halftime and basketball and taking pictures with lacrosse players and stuff like that. That we haven't had a coach uh, on camp on. In especially football, coaching football, to ever do that. I mean, to actually be engaged and and to show pure love for the uh, for the school and for student athletes and even the fans. Absolutely, that and it it means so much when that's the case. I mean, with my background in coaching, I can I can attest to if if everyone is working together in the whole athletic department, they're all working for the same goal. I mean, all the teams thrive and you're seeing that with UConn, obviously women's basketball is what it is on the national stage and men's basketball is there and baseball and softball are doing an amazing job. And it, I just feel like it's carrying over to football right now. Oh, most definitely. Like I was saying to uh, my father the other day, I said, you know, <laughs> If 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 football can get on this on track, kind of like the all the other sports, I mean, UConn is just a just a home run hit right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, later down the road too, uh, I'm sure they'll they'll see you know bigger conferences, P5 conferences, even calling and say, hey, you guys interested? 
Absolutely. I, I've actually long said that. I, Michael from Sidelines Yukon, him and I, we talk frequently, and I've said that to him. I'm like, it's it's only a matter of time until the ACC or Big Ten calls Yukon. Oh, most definitely. Like I said, too, once Yukon uh, football gets up, up the date, I'd, I'd say, um, with just the winning and, and creating a great culture. Uh, ACC was like, would be like, oh my goodness, what were we thinking before? We should have invited them before. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> but this time around, I think that with the Jim Mora hire, too, it opened up eyes. It opened up everybody's eyes. And, you know, it, it even, you could even see the positive, positive outlook with the fans, the players. I mean, uh, Going back to the spring game, I mean, I've seen the confidence in players were amazing. The coaches were hooting and hollering, and then the players were, you know, gaining that momentum with the coaches. And it's just, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I would say we're waking up a sleeping giant. I couldn't agree more with that. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm going to now transition into talking about the spring game and some different things. Uh, I, I, th- I think the first thing that we have to lead off with would be uh, the significance of, of quarterback transfer to Quan Roberson and just like what, what he means for, for the program and the team. And just, I mean, just he, he changes everything, especially, I mean, obviously the quarterback position, but I think he changes everything in general. Oh, most definitely with Taquan uh, Roberson. Like I've seen the other night, I know Nick Charlton really uh, in practice really wanted him to to set his feet and start throwing instead of running. Um, he wanted to give make him gain confidence in that field. Um, in the spring game, we saw you know it, he was. I, I think nerves got to him sometimes. A lot of the throws they were just bullets. They were right on track. Um, other times he. Uh, uh, little bit of footwork uh, practice in, in practice and stuff like that and uh in due time he's definitely going to you know open things up for the qb spot i mean uh it's the speed 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 it's mm-hmm. it's crazy i mean if if the if the play breaks down uh uh Zaquan robertson could definitely you know he could just run and uh and that's we haven't really seen that since uh really david pindell Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy is, I think this guy is going to be something special. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the little spot action he had here or there at Penn state, you could, you could see the flashes and just, just the things that I've seen on social media with clips of him. I mean, I mean, he can, he, you said he's got a strong arm and you can see it. I mean, the kid can play football. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And, you know, with, uh, with the quarterback, um, with all the quarterbacks too, they have now, right. uh, which, which is really strong. Um, and it, um, they definitely bulked up in that position. Uh, you could really see him as almost a wildcat, uh, quarterback too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just the upgrade that they've made at the position. I mean, just the young man that they come in at, have coming in from Florida. He looks really, really good. Uh, they got the, the transfer from Northern Arizona who looks, who, looks good as well and um with Kradruski returning I'm, I'm sure he's raising the level of his play and everything I mean and, and of course Tyler Puma looked amazing in the couple games he played in too oh yeah uh you know um uh Kiel Millen uh he's not going to be on campus till May um I know uh 
Jim uh, Jim Mora said that. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see what kind of uh, what kind of cord, quarterback style he is. Uh, Kurjuski the other night, um, he he I didn't see any leg brace on last year. He had a leg brace mm-hmm. um, or a knee brace, uh, and he looked like he was just the offensive line. Everything was just clicking uh, when he was out there. I mean, his reads, um, he threw the ball. Uh, his even his far throws too. Um, he was doing some uh, twenty-five yarders. Uh, he he definitely has. Hit, he worked on his um, uh, long ball, and uh, I think we're really going to see something special out of him too. Which which you're happy to see. I mean, because it, it, the young man has stuck it out at the university and th- for the football program through some tough times. So I mean. You definitely you root for a guy like that. Almost oh, definitely, and I mean the quarterback quarterback competition this year is it's it's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, and who knows we might you know uh, Coach Mora might put one person in for QB one for the first half of the season. By the end, we might be with a completely different quarterback. Right. Um, it all, it all really depends on what they do in practice and what they do in games. And I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, uh, Tyler, Tyler Pumacan, I don't know if we're really going to see him too much this year coming off the of surgery. Right. Um, but I've seen him in a few practices and he's been, he's been doing some light work and stuff, but he's, he's looking like he's definitely, a, uh, on schedule. That's awesome. good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, one thing you touched on, and I, I've discussed at length on my show, is the offensive line. Uh, just it, 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 to put it blunt, I mean, it was atrocious the past couple years, and just the depth that they've added this year is absolutely amazing. The guy, they're much bigger. Um, they look, they look a lot more organized in the clips I've seen. Um. What what are your takes on that? Yeah, uh, the other night, I mean, I it they looked different. Um, they looked like they were they were coached. Uh, they looked like they had confidence. Um, Jake Gadone um, did a really good job. Christian Haynes did an amazing job. Uh, a guy Valentin Sin too. Um, he was from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he he's a big boy, um, and I think he's going to do something great. We're we're going to have a good offensive line this year, which is going to really help out the quarterbacks because last year the quarterbacks really didn't have any time, right? And they couldn't really set the throw. They always were, you know, either getting sacked or they had to just run or uh, throw away the ball. I mean, this year I think we're going to see some uh, points scored um, because. They definitely upgraded. Um, even the freshmen, uh, Brady Wayburn and Ben Morosky, uh, those guys are big boys. And what the Morosky six six and Wayburn mm-hmm. six five. Yeah. And you can't you can't teach size. And these guys, uh, they're they're huge. I mean, who knows? We might even be able to see uh, probably like Ben, um, Big Ben, I call him now, uh, in there uh, getting some snaps, and Brady Wayburn also. They, they they finally look like a powerful college football offensive line. Yes. And, yes. And, and what you said with the confidence aspect, I think is just huge in itself. Just because they 
they lacked so much confidence. The whole the whole team lacked confidence, and just to see the offensive line, especially, gain that confidence is huge. Oh, most definitely, and it's 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 great. I mean, uh, defensive line side two. I mean, we're looking like a looking like a big line too. I mean, both sides. It's uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to see something different this year. Which that's awesome because it, for for last year especially, I mean, uh, Jones was uh, of course an absolute stud, and and in my personal opinion, if he was at a school like Alabama or Clemson, he would be a a high first round pick in, in, in itself. But it, it just it, that's great to hear that it's transitioning to the other side of the ball as well. Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know we. We picked up some uh, some transfers too: uh, Sequoia McDuffie, mm-hmm. uh, Marquez Bembry, and Brandon Randall. Um, those guys are definitely going to uh, improve it also. And the coaches really, really knew watching game tape also what what the, what we needed to build on for strengths. And both sides of the ball, you uh, I definitely see some upgrades. Absolutely. You you brought up uh, Bembry and Randall, and I'm really, really excited about the linebacking group that they could send out there of Bembry, Jackson Mitchell, and then Randall as well. I mean, that's a really, really talented group of guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's those those guys, we should, we should be all, all great on the second level. Mm-hmm. Um, the only level that right now is in question, which a lot of fans are are looking at is the uh, cornerbacks um last year you know we got a lot of penalties because they wouldn't look back at the ball and mm-hmm. you know it was past interference penalties and you know and and this year at spring game also you saw that the uh cornerbacks were definitely they looked a lot different they even looked quicker they looked more confident i mean it it, it was just the whole night was confidence uh the Everybody was more confident. And and that's the key. I mean, just that in itself is going to win you a couple football games. Oh, most definitely. And having a, having a coach like, uh, you know, Coach Mora and all of his crew, mm-hmm. it's just going to – you're, you're going to see recruits that we typically wouldn't see come in uh, just because of the recognition that our coaches have – and they're going from state to state to state. I mean, they're they're talking UConn football up. Um, they're really doing a good job. And you know, before you know, they're honestly, I've never seen this many kids uh, recruits visiting either. Um, on Twitter, you see that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, in years past, you would it would be really slim. Uh, Pickens, and I think that Coach Moore is like, "Hey, if you want to come play here, we're totally, we're totally fine with that. You know, come look at the facilities and this and that." So, and, and like you said, I mean, having a top of the line coaching staff just changes everything from the from from everything in the entire program with the the way that the the programs run to the product on the field to the recruiting everything. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, we never, me as a fan, um, 
I never really, I, I never really knew what we needed to be, a, you know, to be good again. Um, you know, because you were, we were so used to always one style and now it's completely different. Mm -hmm. Social media has been exploding. Um, you know, the coaches are, we have really, we have really young coaches, um, which really helps too, because now with the kids, um, they can really get engaged with them and they know exactly what they want and they just have fun with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they come even for visits, you know, they, they play basketball and, and it's, it's, it's just like a family environment. And by the time they're done, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're like, we just want to come back. You know, we want to come back again. So, and that's, that's, that's really great to hear um, for a fan because we're really hoping that, you know, this thing could be turned around. And I really do think it's going to be turned around faster than what we think. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, every, everything that you're seeing, just the energy, the enthusiasm from the players, just the, the coaching staff in itself, it speaks for itself. Just, it's just been amazing. And I mean, you look at their schedule this upcoming year and I mean, there's no reason why they can't win four or five games. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few tough ones in there, but the thing is, is what I really want to see this team do is just go out there and be and challenge the other team. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't give up. Um, don't do, don't have, don't have stupid penalties. Um, you know, just be smart and just, you know, stay calm and, and just do the best you can do. And I, I, I have, I feel the same way too. I, I could see at least four, you know, four games won next year, you know, possibly five. I mean, if, you know, if we do come out with a, with a surprise. Yep. I, I completely agree. And, and one, one kind of final thing I, I want to discuss with you is I, I've, I've been saying on, on social media and then in my show that the, the wide receiver and tight end room at UConn is one of the most underrated position rooms in the country. And and I firmly believe that by the end of the year that, that this wide receiver and tight end room will be considered one of the top 10 groups in the country just because of what these guys bring back and what they're adding. I, I, I'm just really, really impressed by the players that they have at that position. And I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that and just to hear if, if any of those guys stood out in the spring game. Yeah, uh, wide receivers, um, it, we're, we're, it, we're really stacked in that mm-hmm. area. And these guys, these guys are going to – they're speed and they're lengthy. They're very speedy and lengthy. And the guys that really – I feel like I, – I have a whole list here because I, I – I really don't. I mean, they're they're all pretty well balanced. I agree. Uh, Keelan Marion, you you know, he's he's definitely uh, the top guy. Um, he's quick. He he is very explosive. He can catch the ball, um, and he's a leader. Uh, Aaron Turner, uh, Ni- uh, Nigel Fitzgerald, the new guy mm-hmm. um, from Old Dominion. Uh, he's he's very lengthy. He's a guy like in the red zone. You throw it over. Um, throw it over his shoulder he can catch it um very skilled uh cam ross um i saw him in the spring game too he's looking really good good um he's looking back he's basically back to normal um don't really see anything 
anything wrong with him. Uh, I think he's going to really come in uh, and be a key player. And uh, Kevin Clarcius, uh I, I hope I didn't butcher his name, but um, I feel like he can almost be like a hybrid tight end type of guy. Um, he's pretty big. Um, whenever you need him to set up in the tight end spot, just to, you know, go out for a, a pass. I mean, it, this wide receiver room is, um, oh my goodness, it's it's crazy. I the the coaches did a really good job, um, and you know they're and for next year too. Uh, I mean, we're we're pretty set. I I agree. I mean, like you said, Keelan Marion is the top guy, but the rest of them the rest of those guys there's some really really talented guys there and and just i'm really excited to hear you say that ross was looking looking good too just coming back from from what he's coming back from so that's really good to hear almost definitely uh matt drayton uh didn't really hear too much about him um i haven't really heard much uh i don't know if he's still you know um injured or he's he's coming back or he was he just wasn't playing in spring ball but um i'm definitely gonna look into that absolutely yeah. i mean b- before we end the show would there be is there anything else you'd like to to bring to the table or eh, discuss oh t- uh tight ends um we just picked up bo Eskies, a juco product and uh we have brandon niet niemensky um, Brandon Nemensky, uh, 11 games last year, 12 catches, 122 yards and the, you know, and a touchdown. Uh, he, you know, every, don't, don't look him over. I mean, this, this guy's big, this guy's athletic, this guy can catch, uh, Bo Esty's the same thing. I mean, he's, he's quick and he, he has hands, uh, he can catch the ball, um, I, I personally think that tight end we could have picked up um, another, I guess you could say, uh, transfer or just an old, like a, yeah, like a grad transfer, mm-hmm. even a, another Juco or even just a, uh, high school product. But, um, I'm, I'm very happy with the tight ends that we have. Um, even the depth, I mean, we're, we're pretty solid there. I agree. I mean, uh, I'm just going to say thank you so much for for joining me on the show tonight and just uh just the insight that you bring from being a diehard fan but also being at the game and and just like knowing what you're looking at and everything it's just, just uh really really appreciate it. Oh, thank you Bobby. I I totally appreciate you reaching out. Uh it was a total shock when you said you wanted me on the show. I'm very happy. Um I can't wait to post more things on Twitter about this team and um, definitely, uh, thank you very much. And I appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, to everybody who listens to the, th- to the show, thank you guys so much. Uh, always appreciate you guys appreciate interacting with everybody on Twitter through social media. You can follow me personally at coach underscore B will please follow the podcast, Twitter account at TNT college foot one and, uh, looking forward to, uh, connecting with more people in the future. Uh, have a good night. God bless.